Thanks for joining with us today on our Potter's Hope podcast. We pray that this message encourages you and gives you strength to live out the life that God has for you. Enjoy the message. Hallelujah. God is so good, isn't he? If you have your Bibles, Romans. Romans chapter 7. I don't know when I've ever been so long trying to get a message out. This is one I've been trying to preach for about three weeks. And I think finally there's a release to preach it. Chapter 7. Let's begin at verse 15. And if I could, let me just give you just a little bit of backdrop here. Of course, you all know this is written by the Apostle Paul. Uh, Many consider this, even folks that are not Christians, even uh, folks that are not believers, consider this to be one of the greatest literary works to all of us, for sure. But boy, you can really see Paul. Paul here is, is really laying it out in 6, 7, and 8. The whole, man, the whole book is just so incredible. Much of where we get our foundation, our foundation in him, the Roman road, different things such as that. But tonight, uh, I really want to, it will be my heart to, to really encourage you to walk in the Spirit. That's where we started Sunday. And, and, to really, what does that look like? Uh, what's it take? That type of thing. And I think we're going to be able to do that by addressing an issue that most of us have. Let me just say most of y'all have. No, most of us have. Verse 15. Verse 15. Romans chapter 7. Just jumping in here midstream. For that which I do, I allow not. For what I would not, that I do, I not. Or do I not. But what I hate, that do I, the King James here, stay with me. If then I do that which I would not, I consent unto the law that it is good. Now then it's no more I that do it, but sin that dwells in me. For I know that in me, parenthetical is this, that is in my flesh dwells no good thing. For to will is present, comma, For to will, the will is present. I want to do right. But how to perform that which is good, I find not. He said, I want to do what's right. But he said, I can't find it. We're talking about a man that knew the law. We're talking in and out. We're talking, remember, he's the guy that that, that was on his way to Damascus, man, that God literally knocked off his horse. And, and really changed his life. Most believe he was riding a horse that day. <laughs> but look at verse 19. I mean, this is one that we banked for years. For the good that I would, I do not, and the evil which I would not, that I do. Somebody said, could you explain that verse? I said, yes. How much wood could a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck? <laughs> He said, for the good that I would, I do not, and the evil which I would not, that I do. He said, I'm doing what I don't want to do. Knowing what to do is right. Let's keep going. Now, if I do that, I would not. It is is no more I that do it, but sin that dwells in me. Uh Uh-oh. I find then a law that when I would do good, evil is still present within me. 
For I delight in the law of God after the inward man, but I see another law in my members warring against the law of my mind, bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my members. And you see a real surrender here. Now chapter 6 assures him that he has victory in the Spirit. But 6, 7, and 8, when you put them all together, you're going to see even greater triumph of glory manifesting itself in chapter 8 as he continues to arrive. But he said, O wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? How many of you said, Lord, I'm horrible. Lord, look at me. I'm a mess. Oh, wretched man that I am. So I thank God. What? After coming out of that? I thank God through Jesus Christ. Uh Uh-oh. I thank God through Jesus Christ. Somebody shout, our Lord. So he's saying, oh, wretched man that I am, but now there's a shift, Kathy. But I thank God that through Jesus Christ, our Lord, I'm not there yet, but I'm not back there anymore. Here's, I like putting it this way. Oh, wretched man that I was, back there is where God was building my testimony. How many of you know that your mestimony turned into a blestimony? God didn't just save you. (laughs) To just sit still and wait on God to show up. Can I tell you, let's create an atmosphere that welcomes God to, to dwell among His people. Wretched man that I was, I thank God. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. So with the mind, I serve the law of God, but with the flesh, the law of sin. Tough stuff. Pray with me. Holy Ghost, we need you so much. Lord, would you please anoint these lips of clay tonight because I am so lame without you. God, flow through all of us tonight. Give us not just ears to hear, but a heart to understand. God, I'm proclaiming tonight and declaring victory in your house and in your people. That God, when we leave here, we will know that we are empowered from on high to do great and mighty things that bring you glory. So tonight, Lord, as as we try to answer that question, why am I still doing that? I need you, Lord. Do what you do. In Jesus' name. And everybody said hallelujah. You can be seated. Thank you, Jake. Thank you, Asher. Thank you, Brant. And thank all you folks tonight for being here. Also, those that are online, inside, outside, church, all that stuff. So thankful for the great opportunities that God has given us. So when we begin to look at this scripture, if you're a note taker, I want you to write that down. If you need to borrow a pen, borrow a pen. 
But I want to give you something. I, I pray that the Lord will let you take this and home with you because I think, how many, let me ask the question, how many of you find yourself doing things that you don't want to do knowing that you shouldn't be doing it? Well, now here's the thing. What we've got to do first is we've got to separate good and evil, light from darkness, okay? And the real part of that, there's a good God and there's a mean devil. I was thinking today as I was praying and spending some time with the king, there's two things that the enemy would love to get you in and on within this thought. Number one, the enemy would love, Satan would love for you to believe that he's not real. Okay, it's really about identity. He just wants you to believe that he's not real. Can I tell you, we know if you're in the church and you're a warrior for the king, you know that the enemy's real. But can I tell you, he's a defeated real enemy in Jesus' name. That's exactly what I'm talking about. And that's, listen, the power that we have to overcome. We shout that scripture, greater is he that's in me all the time, Charlie. But the real part of that, can I tell you, it is nothing else other than the Holy Ghost of God. If the enemy can get you to believe that he's not real, he's got you. The next step that he wants is the identity. He wants to rob you. You've been hearing this so much. Unless you know whose you are and unless you know that the I am is in you. You will have no victory or power. You ain't going to chase hell out of nowhere. If you, can, you better get out here because Brother Wayne said so. You better get, you better get out because Amy said so. You know Amy pack a punch. Hell don't listen to that. Can I tell you? In the name of Jesus, demons have to flee and we conquer. In Jesus' name and through the power of the Holy Spirit of God. So we can declare tonight and believe that we're all finding ourselves. And what happens many times is that the enemy, if he can get you to believe that, then he's going to start robbing you of your identity. And when we begin to look at that, we can see that as Paul is really putting all this in, you've got to remember that he's speaking to people that knew the law. And the ones that he's talking to are those that really are still basing their life on the law. I declare today that we do not serve the law. We serve an almighty God that through Jesus Christ, he fulfilled the. We are in a better covenant, a new covenant through Jesus Christ and his blood. Hallelujah. So the word when it says this, he said, now, if I wouldn't do that, it's no more I that does it in verse 20. But sin that dwells in me, it sounds like that Paul is getting it ain't me anyway. The devil made me do it. It's not me. Sin made me do it. So I'm finding this thing. So immediately what we would begin to grasp within ourselves is this, is that I'm off the hook. Listen, and you've heard it too. Asher, we hear it. Everybody sins. Everybody does it. Can I tell you something? Everybody doesn't do it. The world will tell you everybody's doing it. Go ahead and do it. That's a lie. That's a lie. When Paul says that piece of scripture, the good that I would, I do not, and the evil which I would not, that I do. And when he gets to verse 20, when he begins to say that, it's almost like off the hook. Off the hook. Turn to somebody and say, are you under the influence? No, you got to say influence. See, when, when, when you are influenced by him, things begin to shift and things begin to change. Or change. 
He's the influence in our life. And Paul said this. He said, I find in the law that when I do good, evil is still present there. Do you know that evil abounds, that there's always opportunity to sin? But just that there's opportunity to sin, there's opportunity to do things right in Jesus' name. Sounds pretty simple. I'll get to my points. I've got three or four. I actually got six. I don't know how many I'll get to. So the war, hmm, turn to somebody and say, the war is within me. We're going to talk to that. The war is within me. How many of y'all blame other people for about everything that goes on in your life? I got anybody want to be real tonight? Amy, I ain't told you this yet because I was a coward. Holy Spirit told me last week, he said, you're blaming everybody. You preach on it when you've blown it. He said, quit blaming other people and start living for me. Come under my blood and understand who I am in your life. If you want to change, quit blaming other people for your situation. Quit. That's simple enough. You've heard that probably before, but I, I just real. I ain't even to point one yet. That's just extra. The war within you. Why is that? Galatians 5, 17, note takers. For the flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary one to the other so that you can't do the things that you would. It's flesh versus spirit. It's flesh versus spirit. But Galatians 5, 18, guys, the word of God says this. But, somebody say but. If you be led of the Spirit, you are not under the law. The works of the flesh are manifest. And Asher, I think that you even quoted these last week or the week before. Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lascivious, adultery, witchcraft, hatred, variance, immolations. Listen, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envyings, murder, drunkenness, revelings, and such of the like. And which I tell you before, I've told you in time fast, those that do those things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. I'm going to heaven. I'm going to heaven. Are you? The Word of God says those that do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Listen, folks, you all know, man, I preach a lot of funerals. I cannot tell you, and I say this a lot, Jake, I say this a lot. You cannot believe the people that come to me and say, Brother Wayne, do you think they made it? And can I tell you, here's the thing that amazes me. This ain't going to sound right to nobody. But y'all know I'm going to be real. How is it that we can live such a sin-filled life? And the moment you take your last breath, then the people around you are saying you made it. It's not in there. It's not in the Word. Nowhere in the Word of God does it tell me that I can live like hell. Now hold on, Brother Wayne. Hang on a minute. No, I'm going to get to that point in a minute. Point number one is going to get some of us lined back up. That when we begin to look at that, all these things, you won't inherit that. How many of you know you're going to heaven not based on what you've done, but based on what Jesus has done? Well, why don't you just go ahead and give him some praise and thank him for what he's done for you. But can I tell you, this is the thing. 
We've got to understand that it's not, no, it's not by our right things. It's by him doing what was right. i got to get to point one. I ain't never going to get done. What do you need? The war within. The war is not on the outside. It's inside. And I, mm, Go ahead and turn to somebody and say, who can separate you? Who can separate you? Man, right now in a nation, who can separate you? Color, creed, money, what? Every bit of that. We're seeing this separate this and this separate that. Can I tell you, and I want to assure you right now tonight, who can separate you from the love of God? Listen, if they put the camera on people praying at some of these protests and people praying and getting along with each other and police officers praying with other people, if they put it on that instead of every rock going through every Amen, Billy? Instead of trying to, no. I'm tired. Can I tell you something? People are still praying. People are still praising. All the death that you've witnessed and the things that you've seen, can I tell you something? There's still people getting saved. There's still lives being changed. There's still mamas that are not aborting their babies. There's... There's still lost kids coming home. There's still daddies getting right. There's still mamas getting right. In the midst of everything, they're trying to tell you our God is still alive. Turn the channel. No, turn it off. I just wish somebody do something. Five dollars will buy you a pizza. Skip the meal and give the pizza away. You want to be like Jesus? Pastor, you saying Jesus ate pizza? I don't know. But I know they brought him five loaves and two fish, and he fed 5,000. Can I tell you something? You buy a $5 pizza and give it to somebody you don't even know. And watch what God does to them. Had a young man tell me. He took a $15 gas card. Gas card and he, come up, he called me up. He said, Pastor, he said, you got a man? I said, yeah. I said, what's up? He said, I'm tore down. I said, what's up, baby? He said, listen. He said, I just, I waited. He said, me and, I almost called her name. He said, me and her, they married. He said, we went to the gas station. He said, we were there. We prayed. Lord, show us which one to give it to. He said, we give it to him. The man started crying. We started crying. Can I tell you, those tears were holy tears rolling down cheeks because can I tell you, you and I can change the narrative. I don't have to wait. Potter's Hope, you don't have to wait for the government to bring them groceries. Rise up in Jesus' name and be the storehouse. Come on, somebody. Well, I'm waiting for somebody to do something. Listen, you why are they getting so blessed? Because they're a portal for God to work through. They're a vessel. They're a channel. They are a link. They are his hands and his feet. Why is everybody else getting blessed? And you're sitting there with your sire tail in a pew. There's a reason it's called a pew. Fruit rottens if it just sits. I ain't even to point one. Turn to somebody and say, buy a five dollar pizza and give it away. Why don't you buy some donuts, nine dollars? They went up. Kathy will give you four if you got five. 
get a dozen donuts, take them to the bank, take them, listen, take them, drop them by the police station, take them to the ambulance office, take them, leave them. Listen, if people say, I don't know if I want to, take your antiseptic with it, spray it down, not the donut, the box. Listen, God's waiting on you to be him to other people. I'm just going, I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. Five dollars. Amy, you've got my wallet. There's a five dollar bill in there. Give it to somebody. And don't be looking for nothing else in there because you know they ain't there. She's getting ready to give somebody a $5 bill. What's the problem? Christina, what's the problem? Here a while back, I, you, know, you know, you get them new bank cards, they have a $5 bill in there. There's two? You quit now. Go ahead and give them both away. Hey, listen, how, hey, if I got anybody in the house, this ain't like let's make a deal. But I'm telling you right now, who will take a $5 bill, get a pizza, and give it away tonight? Two hands. Two hands. Kathy will. Rudder will. Kathy, you got money. Give it to somebody. Got, no, I'm just kidding. No, give it to her. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Do y'all understand? Hey, are y'all getting it out here? How many of y'all... How many of y'all, he's done give you more than you could give away if you lived to be 150? Do you know what I'm talking about? My God has. Jake, I got new, I got new one of them new cards, a new debit card. You get a new card, you can't just use that card. You got to activate it. Come on, Holy Ghost. Some of you got the authority. You just ain't got it activated. You got power. You just not calling it in. You just not calling it in. Holy Ghost has got to be activated. Indwelling, outpouring. You got it. But you've got to be activated. And, and what happens within that is when the Holy Spirit begins to impress you and tell you. How many of you really thought that the whole world just revolved around you? I've had people leave church. I told them something as simple. I said, hey, I don't know if you know it or not, but listen, everything, you, you, everything don't revolve around you. What? No. Your problem is that you're still living in your world and you're wondering where God is. Can I tell you, God's too big to fit in your world. And your problem I'm always talking about your problem. I need to fix on that. One of our problems is that we live in our world and God can't get in. He's too big. When you live in his, you better look out. I ain't into point. I'm getting there, guys. Holy Ghost activation. The word of God tells us this, that when we see that begin to happen, if you're led of the spirit, you're not under the law. I don't do things because the law told me to. I do things because the Holy Ghost led me to. I don't do things because if I don't do that, God's sending me to hell. That's not, uh-uh. I do things, and you do things, don't we, Kathy? Because we are led, Jane, we are led by the Holy Ghost of God. i got to hurry. All right, Holy Ghost activation. The second thing is this, 
You can tell you're going to need it in these last days. We will discern by the Spirit of God. Listen, the enemy is a trickster, man. He really puts in some real good substitutes. You're going to have to have the discerning spirit. Everything that looks holy and looks right, it always gets me. You know what? This is crazy to me. We get on, we got TV preachers, and I guess somebody called me a TV preacher because we're doing this Facebook thing. And he got an awesome message, and then at the end, send this and we'll do that. When you sold out there and you just try to give, it's him. No strings. Holy Ghost activation is part of his spirit moving. Second thing is this. You can always tell a Christian because they'll have the fruit in their life. But the fruit of the spirit is love. Somebody say love. Somebody say joy. Somebody say peace. I'll finish the rest. The word says long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. Listen, how many of y'all are long-suffering with your spouse? Not. Some of you are. Kathy. Long-suffering. <laughs> oh, man, let me move on. But the word said, and they that are, verse Galatians 2.20 or 5.24, and they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with affections and lust or passions. So Paul says this. This is Holy Ghost activation, cultivation, spirit of God. That's just a, kind of like a prelude to where we're going. Get into my points. It takes the Holy Ghost. So when Paul said this, this is what triggered me, guys, about three or four weeks ago, Dennis. He said, you know, I want to do it. He said, the will to do it is there. But he said, how to perform it, I don't know how to do it. It was like Algebra 2 to me. I want to learn, teacher. I want to learn. For in that time in me dwells no good thing, for the will is present, but how to perform it. And here will be the crux of the message. Why can't we achieve or why don't we achieve victory? Why do we keep doing the same thing over and over again? Number one is going to astound you. The reason that you can't do what you want to do is you're not born again. Well, wait a minute, Brother Wayne, I'm waiting for something so profound. I'm waiting for something. No. Do you know how many people are lost that are trying to live a saved life? Do you know how many people, I'm going to say it again, how many people that are lost that are trying to live a saved life? When, when Jesus is addressing Nicodemus in John chapter 3, he said, you must be born again. Now, we've heard that. You've heard that preached countless times, Jenna, no doubt. But, Josh, when he says that, he said, you must be born again. He said, that which is born of flesh is, but that which is born of spirit is. He said, well, can a man enter into his mother's womb again the second time? He said, no. He said, no. And what he's saying is this, is that there should be a newness that comes over you. 
my wife, she can't go back to the exact date. I know that it was a spring for me that when I was 16 years old, some people can take you to the time, to the place. I can take you to a place where things started. I can take you to a thing where, where things were solidified. And then I can take you to a place to where I was spirit-fied. To where I got to the place in my process, a young man told me lately, trust the process. What does it take to be born again? God, forgive me of all that I've ever done. Somebody told me Jesus plus nothing. What does it look like? Complete and utter surrender. Not changing your clothes, your hair, your church, your anything else. It's believing that Jesus died not for your wife's sins, your child's sins, but your sins. And now you are free because and through the blood of Jesus Christ. Nothing more, nothing less. Hey preacher, I'm glad you saved me. Me nor anybody else has the power to save you and or to send you to hell. But you with choice has the power to choose life and not death. Can I get a witness in this house? Brother Wayne, that's so old. Carl Rudder, it is true. You must be born again. I'm going to go to church. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Going to do never got anybody saved. What he did is what gets you and I. What's it look like? I give. I'm done. I'm finished. Oh, wretched man that I am, I can't do it on my own. You never could and you never will. Jesus plus nothing. Is it that simple? Brother Wayne, give me point three. Get point one. Y'all just like me putting together a grill. Point one, there's this, 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 this. How many of y'all ever tried to put a swing set together? Boy, I'll tell you what, you'll know if you're saved when you get done or not. Jack. <laughs> I say, Amy, hold the pitcher. Get me to step 56, it says it's done. <laughs> That's where you want to be, and you skip. Point number one, you must be born again. Say it with me. You must be born again. That which is born of flesh is flesh. Say, Brother Wayne, do you think they were saved? Looked like it. Smelled like it. Sang like it. Don't know. Don't know. Ain't but two people knows. That's you and the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Two. I see people, man, it's like throwing on Holy Ghost aftershave. They'll come out, they'll smell like Jesus for a while. I'm not saying you're not saved. I'm just saying if you fall down, get back up because he bought you. Hey, I got anybody in the house ever fell down and got back up? Y'all have heard this from me before. I'm just no sinner saved by grace. You, why you preach it on yourself? You've heard it lately. I say it all. I say it. You're not a sinner saved by grace. Uh-uh. 
You're a saint bought and purchased by the blood of Jesus Christ. You are no longer what you used to be. You are different. i got to hurry. I, I'm still, that's just pointing on. Number one, you're not born again. I wrote this down. Somebody led you to believe. Now listen, remember that these notes are three weeks old. So if you're here and you're thinking, he's preaching on me. No. I'm preaching for him. Somebody led you to believe that church was enough. Somebody let you believe that rehabilitation was salvation. Somebody thought that if you could get some therapeutic this and some therapeutic that. True right here. What I've got wrote down is true. And it's amazing. I've had some wonderful conversations lately with some people that I'm believing God is doing a miracle in right now. And it quickens me even as I'm going back over these notes, like I said, that are two or three weeks old. Hey, my name is a, my name is this. I'm an alcoholic. I'm a sinner. Not if you're born again. Now, this is going to mess some of y'all up. Can I be an alcoholic and, 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 and still be saved? Yes, yes, yes. fact of the matter is this, you've got to trust the process. And you need to hear me. If your nature's not changed, for the good that I would, I do not, and the evil which I would not, that I do. If it does not grieve you, and does not grieve the Holy Spirit within you, when you sin, then are you saved? Larry's mind like, your sin nature, when you are saved, has to change. If not, you are not changed. Now, Larry, me and you will share scripture soon. The real part of that is this, what changed? When you are born again, you're born again. I just said you had to be born of the Spirit. The Spirit is holy, right or wrong. He's not called a haughty spirit. He's called a holy spirit. And if you say you're born again and the Spirit is living in you, then can you still do what you used to do and that be okay? No. You cannot mix the holy and the profane. Well, hold on a minute. No, I, I remember where we started. I said, how many of you are still doing the things that you wish? Can I tell you something? Thank God for the grief that the Holy Spirit is giving you. Thank God for the conviction of the Holy Spirit of God. If you want to know whether or not you're saved, it's whether or not the Holy Spirit is convicting you. If you're doing what... No, no, no. So are you saying that I can, people tell me, Brother Wayne, you think one drink will take me to hell? I said, no, but you better be careful. It could lead you there. Brother Wayne, that's too much. Brother Wayne, do you think one more website? Do you think one more this, one more that? Can I tell you something? It will cost you something. It will cost you your marriage. It will cost you your kids. Hey, he acts like he, he knows what he's talking about. The reason I'm saying that, and as hard as this is to stomach, the Holy Ghost is the Holy Ghost. 
Joe, can I could really open this clear up. How many of you know beyond the shadow of a doubt that you are born again because Jesus Christ paid the price? Give him some praise right now. Because if you were with me in the beginning and you said it grieves, if it doesn't grieve you, one of two things has happened. You have either not been born again or your conscience is being seared. Can you keep pushing it back? Larry, me and you talked about this a bunch of times. I do not have the authority and or the power, and thank God that I don't, to pass judgment on anyone. But I will tell you, if the Holy Spirit is saying, come here, come here, draw nigh to me, draw, resist the devil, resist the devil, resist, resist, resist. Who do you think that is? Well, Brother Wayne, that's just scripture. Well, who do you think wrote scripture? Holy Ghost. Well, no, I thought Paul wrote it. I thought John, no, Holy Ghost. Is that true, Larry? The Holy Ghost impressed him. If you tonight feel the power of conviction, you need to thank God. I leave church, people say, I leave church feeling so rotten. I wonder why. Some people live, man, you just see them bouncing. One or two things, they either got it or they just don't feel it no more. Dangerous ground. Point number one, you must be born again. Who knows it? Simple math. You and him. You and him. If you shook a preacher's hand, if you told, if your mama said you're saved, if your daddy said you're saved, who can I tell you something? It needs to be the Holy Ghost that said, you got it. How do we know? Holy Ghost. Y'all get scared to death when we say, Holy Ghost. Is he going to mention the word tongues again? My, 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 my. I'm going to have to preach to them out here. They're going to fall asleep. Let me stay right here. Stay here with me, guys. Y'all stay with me. Stay with me. You must be born again. Now, if you're born again, stop right where you are. Stop saying that you are this or that or whatever. The Word of God says that you are a new creature in Jesus Christ. You're brand new. Wives, husbands, quit telling your wife how sorry they are and start telling them how saved they are. You dirty rotten this, you dirty rotten that. Can I tell you, why don't you start preaching some love up on them? You'd be surprised. I better move on because y'all. <laughs> I'll tell you what. This is a big point. Number one, easy. You must be born again. Hey, can you tell me? No, the Word of God, I got Scripture. Just quoting this. The Word of God says you must work out your own salvation 
with TBN and some of them other channels. No, you must work out your own salvation with fear and with trembling. What I can tell you is this, is that God will not despise those that are a broken and contrite spirit. What am I talking about? Coming to the end of yourself and the start of Him, laying it all down at an altar, at your couch, at a chair, wherever that it is, laying your life down and letting Him pick you up. You must be born again. Some of you will come and say, Brother Wayne, why can't I get power? I'm going to get power for you. Point number two, got to hurry. Can you put that up on the screen, please? So have you ever took a trip? This is where, now I'm gonna, it's going it's to come to some fullness, Larry. You'll get some easier in a minute. So y'all ever took a trip with your kids? And like, if you're going down south to like... <laughs> Lisa, you know, like, if we're going to Florida, if, we, if we're going down there or something, like, you ain't even made it to Bowling Green Kids, we like, are we there yet? Can we stop and get a hamburger? I don't want McDonald's. I want Wendy's. And they say, are we there yet? And then you all know the other one. I got to, yeah. And so anyway, this is really powerful. The power of yet. I told Amy, I said, there's a three-letter word that the Holy Spirit has been impressing upon me, and the word is yet. The word is yet, Sharon. Yet. Y'all have heard me preach this narrative. Todd, I've preached this for a long time. I've said this very thing. As I said, I'm not there, but thank God I'm not back there anymore. What does that mean? Is that I'm not there yet, but can I tell you, I know I'm saved. I know that within me, evil is in me, and I have opportunities to fail every day. Do you hear me? Just because I have an opportunity doesn't mean I have to. And even if I do fail, it doesn't mean I have to stay there. Why? Because I have the Holy Spirit that is comforter, that is parakletos, that walks beside me, that is now in me, that leads me, guides me. He's. Are we there yet? The power of yet. Let me show you what I'm talking about. Because... <coughs> What the enemy wants to do, as soon as you fail, how many of y'all have really messed up in the past month? Would you raise your hand and be honest? I'm going to ask these people out here. None of these people. Sherry, you want, Sherry's raising both her hands. She's got, I got a couple. How many of y'all really failed in the past month? You just like really failed. You blew it. It's a great place to start. I blew it, Lord. You know what hell wants to do, Jake? You blew it, Jake. You're a jerk. You're a loser. You say you're a Christian. You're such a fake. You lead worship. You're the pastor's wife. You teach Sunday school, Larry. You blew it. Who do you think you are, Wayne Clemens? I was there when you did this and you did that. You're a failure. You have no right to preach there. Can I tell you, hell is lying to you. You are saved through and by the blood of Jesus Christ. You're not there anymore. As soon as I fall, as soon. I am on my way to glory again. You're never going to make it. 
I'm so sick of Satan. I've walked down these steps, whether they were here, there, there, or wherever we've ever been in here. You're such a fake, a loser, and this or that. You get to the point, Astra, I think you said, oh, it's you. Get out of here. Jesus, you have no authority, power, or dominion anymore in my life. I am bought by the blood of Jesus. Are we there yet? Refer to point number one. You're not born again. Can I fall? Can I? Yes. We're going to. No, I back up. We might. We could. I never look at people and say, you're such a loser. My wife. Listen, back when I was on the football field years ago, and Jake, I, I, I'll tell you a lot of this stuff. I remember there was this little girl. She was like five foot flat. She's still five foot flat. I'd be on the football field, and I'd hear some little old cheerleader, go, Clay. She'd be doing them little crazy little jumps and everything. She's still my cheerleader. When the enemy comes in, and he tries to tell me this or that, because we're one. He says, don't you let him. She's standing, I don't know how many times she stood between me and the devil and said, hell, you got to go. That's my man, and he's God's man. You ain't going to get in his mind. Amen. Are we there yet? I got to get to Scripture. I got to hurry. This walk is a journey and a process, and, and one of the reasons that we, 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 we keep doing what we're doing is because we don't understand the power of yet. Yet can be defined as this. This is what I define yet as. If you're writing it down, expectation of the good to come. You notice how I framed that, of the good to come. It's not happened yet. But see, some people will flip that. Well, I don't have a cold yet. I don't have the flu yet. Expectation of good to come. Let me show you 1 John 3, 2. Beloved, now we are then the sons of God. Parenthetical, I am a son of God. And it doth, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him. We haven't got there yet, but here's what we know. We know that when he shall appear. I know many times we think about him coming back in the clouds, all of those things. We think about all of that. We think about everybody, but it's not that. When he shall appear, when Jesus gets bigger, when he appears to us in situations and shows us this is how you get through it. I think it could be both sides. I think you can see both ways in, in, in that piece of scripture. It doesn't appear yet what we shall be in him. But when he appears, we then will know. The Word of God says in 1 Peter 1.8, Whom having not seen, you love, and whom though we now see him not yet believing, yet believing, we rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory. The power of yet is the Holy Spirit. What is it? It's confirmation in the midst of adversity. 
The Holy Spirit assures you. The Holy Spirit says you're going to make it. He was oppressed, he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. Confirmation in the midst of adversity. Have you ever just wanted to let somebody have it? <laughs> you just shook your head no, and I seen that big no, and that's a, yeah. The word of God said, yet he opened not his mouth. It's hard to apologize for something you don't say. And that can work both sides. Somebody says, I, I, I keep doing what I'm doing. I want to stop. Shut your mouth. Did he just say that? Yeah. If we would learn to shut our mouth, we would have a lot less issues than what we're having. Yet he opened not his mouth. The power of yet. Contrast. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. That though he was rich, yet he became poor. Yet he became poor. The power of yet. The word of God says this in John chapter 11, verse 25, one of my favorites. The word of God, Jesus said unto her, I'm the resurrection and the life. And the word said, he that believes in me, yet though he were dead, yet shall he live. Power of yet power of yet one of my favorites Galatians 2.20 I'm crucified with Christ nevertheless I live yet not I but Christ that lives in me and this is what we start gaining strength Amy and the life which I now live is in Christ Jesus if I fail if I stumble if I fall my life is in Christ and Christ is in me. Hell is doing a really good job of beating people up. Hell is doing a really good job of, of kicking people to the curb. And people that are tired of trying. It's real. The key to all of it is to stop trying. And to just be in him. Paul basically says it. He says, if I fail, I'm saved. If I flourish, I'm saved. That doesn't sound right, does it? But it's the spirit that's in us that assures us that if I fall, I'm going to get back up. Not by who I am, but by who he is. Almost done with the power yet. We're troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We're perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. And Job said this, though Job, remember he's that guy in the Old Testament man that really went through it all. He said, even though he slayed me, yet will I trust him. Even if God slays me, yet will I trust him. What's that mean? Even if God were to take my life, I'm going to trust him. That's crazy. 
But that's trust. That's trust. Almost over. Now, real quick, I'm going to leave you with something here. You must be born again. The power of yet is the power of sanctification. Justification says I'm saved, Larry. Sanctification says I'm on my way. Not there yet, but I'm headed in the right direction. That's where the Holy Spirit begins to activate and move in our life, okay? With activation comes cultivation. That's the Spirit. That's the Spirit of God. That's the fruit of the Spirit that will start operating in your life. Point number three. So how? How many of you have a really hard time with your tongue? My wife just like raised her hand fast. Can we get a show of hands? We're almost done. Can we get a show? How many of you really have a problem with your tongue? You say some things that you wish you didn't say. How many of you let something out and you're like, oh. Is, now I'm going to ask you again. How many of y'all do that over and over and over again? And how many of you go, oh, I wish I hadn't said that. What you're saying, oh, wretched man that I am. I don't want to do that. See, Nancy, I don't want to do that. But how do I stop doing that? Can I have my picture up, Eric? This is really just something I want you to get as a visual. It's called Break the Cycle. <laughs> it's called Break the Cycle. Can you see that breeze? Is it on the screen? Now, here's what I want you to do. I want you to tell three people you need to break the cycle. What happens? What happens? They all kind of cycling in here. You need to break the cycle. What happens? Now, I'm getting ready to help you with something. I'm getting ready to close. But, but here's the thing. So how do I change? How do I stop to break the cycle? You break the cycle. Get a real good picture. That's a wreck. That's a wreck. How many of your arguments become a wreck? Break the cycle. What does that mean? If you got a problem with Krispy Kreme donuts and the only apartment is next to there, live in a hut somewhere. What I'm saying is this, you got to break the cycle. What is it? Because here's what we do, Jake. Every time, you, you and Asher can come on up. You guys can come on up. But here's what we do. Listen, you hear about the dog chasing its tail? i got to hurry, guys. The thing is, what happens is we go back in the cycle and we go round and round and round. Break the cycle. Here's what I'm trying to tell you. Can you not see where this is going? Can it be that simple? So how do we change the Holy Spirit? Your flesh says, I'm going to win this argument. I've lost the last 26. This one I'm going to win. Listen, this is what happened to me all these times before, Christine. Every one of these things has happened to me before. How do I stop? Break the cycle. What does that mean? I got, two, I got three more points. I'm not going to get them out. I'm just going to have to. Next Wednesday, Sunday, I don't know when it is. What does it look like to break the cycle? Absolutely. Can you not see where this is going? How many of you feel really good after a fight and your and your wife or your husband sleeping on the couch? It's great. How many powders I got? I got some powders. It's fine. Don't look at me. I won't look at you. Don't look what? Oh, I thought you were gonna give me. 
Can I tell you something? Won't you stop? And you're saying, all right, Brother Wayne told us to break the cycle. You know where this is going. Don't take me there. That's not what I'm talking about. Your flesh is what you're in. It's not the Holy Spirit. If you want to stop doing what you're doing, if you for the good that I would, I do not, and the evil which I would not, that I do. He said, the will to do it is within me, but he said, how to perform it. Can I tell you, and we're looking at Paul here. What a great orator. The knowledge that he had of the law. And the, my goodness. But you know what he's saying? This is what he's telling us. He said, I don't even know how to perform it. And yet in 6, 7, and 8, he's showing us his victory through the Spirit. Break the cycle. Let's talk about this in closing. Sin cycle. Sin cycle. And until you break that cycle, you'll continue. What am I going to do? I'm going to go a different way home. What am I going to do? Well, I got this thing. When they leave, then I turn this on. Well, when they do this, I do that. Oh, so, so you're going to do that? Well, I'll show you. You're not going to know, but I'll show you. See, we don't want to admit it, but if we can get to the core of the problem, if we could look for a Band-Aid, and if we can get to the real issue, we can get some victory. Turn to somebody right now close to you. And just, just tell somebody, say, you're not my problem. Please do that. Would you do that right now? Please, even outside, say, you're not my problem. You're not my problem. Now say, I'm the problem. Is it that easy? Yes. You're not my problem. If you are my problem, then you are my God. If you are my problem and you are controlling me, then you are controlling my flesh and I am not letting the Holy Ghost of God control me. Excuse me. Give me that authority. I don't like using the control with the power of the Holy Spirit. Break the cycle. So when you get poked, just say, why are you doing that? You know I love you. I ain't fighting. Oh, yeah, I am. Break the cycle. Through the power of the blood of Jesus, and we were born again. We are a new creature. Old things have passed away, and behold, all things have become new. If they have not asked then we are not new. We are not born again. If you still have an anger problem, that's a remnant. Listen, that's a residue of who you were. That's sanctification. God is dealing with that now. When the Holy Spirit points it out, He'll give you the power to pull it out. Break the cycle. Stand with me tonight. Would you please? Stand with me. Three things I'll preach of soon. The path. Your path, your people and your power. These are all part of breaking the cycle. 
you got to choose. You've got to choose. Three things coming. Your path, your people, and your power. Tonight in the house, what if we don't bow our heads? What if we don't close our eyes? And what if we just was real before God? I don't know if this, I don't know if the Holy Spirit messes with y'all Charlie like he does with me. Holy Spirit says such real stuff. He says, you got a problem with blaming people. I'm like, really, God? Yep. Thank you, Holy Ghost. So y'all like right now, I bet he blames Amy for everything. No. But the close, just the, so you know what I do? Helene, I get to that point and say, thank you, Holy Spirit. Because can I tell you, Amy, the Holy Ghost doesn't want to destroy me. He wants to fulfill me. Remember, he's preparing me to meet Christ, not hell. So tonight, eyes wide open. How many of us can call it what it is? And out there too watching. I got a sin problem. Raise your hand. If you got a sin problem, look here. You say, well, Brother Wayne, there's like 50,000 people watching. No. we do? We pray. Those of you raised your hand, Brother Wayne, gonna thank you. I don't think you lost. I think you've got Holy Ghost conviction going on in your life, and that's proof that we're saved. How many of you want it gone? You want it gone? Guess what? It's gonna be gone. Come on, pray with me. Heavenly Father, we love you tonight. We just thank you for the power of who you are. God, tonight I know that you're surveying souls and those that are born again. Lord, I know you're drawing them close. I, I, I know, God, you're drawing us closer to you than we've ever been before. You're saying, draw nigh to me, I'll draw nigh to you. God, I believe that. I believe that. But God, tonight, right now, God, that just that spirit of condemnation, Take that, God, the conviction, let it flow and let it fall. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, we need you to lead us and guide us. Lord, tonight it's repentance. God, sin that we just continue to sweep under the rug, Lord, we're, we're, we absolutely, God, we can't do that. For those of you in the house right now, if you raised your hand and said, I'm ready. I'm ready for God to break this cycle right now. I keep doing that. I'm ready for him to stop. I need for the Holy Spirit to control my tongue. I'm going to invite you to come right now. Right now say, Lord, tonight I'm making that decision. This is my change right now, God. I'm asking for your strength. You right now, Lord, to help me. If that you come, let's make that agreement right here at this altar. Let's solidify that right now. Right now. Say, Lord, I'm asking for your help. Your help right now. 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 
Wash us, make us whiter than snow. Holy Spirit, you're the one that gives us that victory. We're not who we used to be. We're not who we used to be. We confess our sin to you, Lord.